0: Captain's log episode 47 this week's episode of the beer vengers podcast is sponsored by astoria beer and cheese ditmars located at 35-11 ditmars boulevard in astoria queens it's that time of year again check out their extensive collection of pumpkin oktoberfest style beers while supplies last enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer artisanal cheeses and specialty grocery items at a story of beer and cheese ditmars home bar to yours truly captain porter browned out this week captain of the beer wonder hang out have a couple of beers and take a look into what's ahead for us in the fall season and all that entails i mean oh, we could fit into an hour anyway remember to like star and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate and send us your emails at the at gmail.com if you have any questions suggestions or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode forty-seven, falling forward. Well, we the beer, beer
1: Avengers. Beer, 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 beer,
0: beer, 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 beer we're the Welcome to the Beercast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens. I am Captain Porter Brownstout,
1: and coming to you from an undisclosed location in the county of Kings, it is I,
0: the Beer Wonder, and we are
1: the, the Beer
0: Vengers. Urza, uh, Urza, yeah. Urza. Sorry, I dropped the <laughs> I, I know, didn't we... follow you there at the end, but I took no, it okay. we... very clean. We...
1: We were trying to end together and that's the challenge on this one. So, you know,
0: very energetic version of it this time. I know. I liked it. I liked, it. Uh, I I liked like, it a lot. Yeah. It's uh, we, we're not, we're not, there's not a day drinking episode with the two of us, but after no. a big uh, epic uh show last time about the golden mile and Dayton, mm. um, it, we're, uh, we're, we're kicking back a little, doing a sort of a transition uh, because it is uh, it, by the time you hear this, it may still technically be summer, but fall is upon us. So. Uh, mm-hmm. We thought we'd be a little more reflective on uh, on what's coming up in the world, what's coming up here on the show to tease you there a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, 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 any thoughts on that beer wonder?
1: Oh, I just it, it's you know, you, you get back in school starts and it's like a whole new time of year. So it's it's nice to be reflective on the times that we have had in the summer. But now the times that we have to look forward to in the wintertime.
0: Exactly. On the fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we get too reflective, let's get more reflective and get maybe a little something to help us be more reflective oh, and uh always I I think that means that it is time for the pours.
1: I I would agree and captain it was we had such a struggle last week. Yeah, I it I sure really was. do I know, I know. I I do feel like you should go first.
0: As as almost my penance to you. I feel like you should go first. Uh, well, I don't think I don't think you need any penance, but uh I would never uh I would never disagree with our our resident arbiter of politeness, so I will I will certainly happily go first. Uh, because what I have here is a
1: sponsored pour.
0: That's oh. right, it's a sponsored pour from Astoria Beer and Cheese.
1: Now there are thirty five eleven
0: Ditmars in Astoria Queens, right? In Astoria Queens, where you and I had lunch the other day. We did. It was very exciting. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Before I do any no. of it, I'm gonna. This is a new brewery for me. Mm. Um and I think only our second ever uh beer from Rhode Island. Oh, that's uh, exciting. From Warwick, Rhode Island. This is proclamation okay. ale's and it is Bro's oatmeal milk stout. Oh.
1: Bros. Again, it's like B-R-O-Z-E. Bronze without
0: the N. So I don't know if it's pronounced Bro's because if I say it brose, it sounds like another variant on Rose, and I certainly yes. not that as an oatmeal stout. But no. it's coming in at a uh at a healthy uh 6.5%. Ooh, bless it. So let's uh, see what we got here. Gorgeous crack. That now, oatmeal sense. stout. So we've got
1: more protein in this beer because of the oats. Exactly. Yeah, so this should be a fun one to watch pour. Yeah, it's pouring nice and thick, but we're getting head production in instantly. And that head is clearly already building up and sticking around, which is kind of exciting. It means there's good protein in here. I bet there's going to be a nice viscosity and thickness to this beer. And for a beer that's like that dark and that rich, that is a good amount of head. That's a beautiful looking beer.
0: Well, thank you so much. I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what you have there, uh, Beer Wonder.
1: Well, I mean, to the shock of everyone, this week, I also have a...
0: Sponsored core. Yes, We're good, a sponsored pour from Astoria Beer and Cheese Tip Marks as well. What a not coincidence. What
1: a not coincidence, <laughs> exactly. But I know that you're like really branching out right now, but in the spirit of fall and our changing seasons and also just, you know, it's been a hot second. Well, actually not that hot a second, but at least since I've had one of theirs in a can, uh, I figured I'd give some love to our friends at Big Alice because oh, so I am- good. I know they're so good. Um, I've been enjoying their kings and queen, or I will be enjoying their kings and queens of Bavaria, which is a smoked lager in collaboration with Kings County Brewers Collective and the Beer
0: Trekker. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I, I think I've talked about this one on the show before, but we've never had it. We've never. I don't featured think we have.
1: No, but it yeah. is a delightful beer. So I'm looking forward to it. So let's get this open.
0: Oh, Ooh, it's a crack there. It's yeah,
1: freshy. Oh, and I've got my story of beer and cheese glass so oh, perfect mm-hmm.
0: there we go oh so yeah it's very light got that almost mm-hmm. like straw color thing going on there but uh it's uh it's also i know it's got that smoky flavor there too mm-hmm.
1: and very it's got a, good. a got excellent head production and retention at least right now um yeah mine is almost the, gone at this point <laughs> i know but the smoke is very intense on the nose so this should excellent. be a fun fun way to bring us into our fall season
0: well, cheers, Beer, Beer wander.
1: Cheers. Go. Always a pleasure to spend an evening drinking with you.
0: For me as well. Hmm. Okay. That's, uh, mm. yeah, this is, I know I, it, it's just, it's almost surprising because this is a, this is a pretty traditional oatmeal style mm-hmm. yeah. and I've had so many things with so many variants and having such a hard time finding <laughs> things in that general wheelhouse. It's just it's really reward Definitely. Ooh, now I'm I'm feeling definitely very of a chocolatey flavor to it. Oh, nice. And really nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I know we've talked about this beer before. I know that yeah. you love this beer. But this is when I think about smoky beers. I mean, honestly, this is almost uh, this is almost a beer for for Huck um, because he loves his house beers and his smoky things. But now, that, me- that was
0: actually a question I have is is uh, is smoked lager and rausch beer the same thing? So my
1: understanding is that they're slightly different. Now, this is specifically okay. a smoked Hellas lager, um, which puts it in a slightly different category. Uh, so, uh, German style Hellas lagers basically is a malt accent that has sweetness and body, and is using noble hops for its bitterness. So, it's not an intense bitterness; it's got some sweetness. Um, so, but the Hellas part is is has to mostly do with the coloration. What's happening with this beer is, in order to give the smoky flavor, they're using a malt that has been dried out over an open flame. Okay. Um so that's what the production is. I don't believe it would officially qualify as a house beer, but of course we can check that out. Well those the Germans are us.
0: very particular about their uh, rules for what you can and can't call things.
1: Very much so, yes, which is uh which is which is lovely. Um but here's the thing. This is one of those beers where I drink it and I'm like, ooh, sweet beer, someone dunked bacon in it. <laughs> Is that a
0: positive or a negative there? Oh, no,
1: it is the biggest positive because who doesn't want beer and bacon together? Like, that's an excellent combination. Um, The other thing that I just wanted to, like, throw out is we know, you know, our friends at uh, uh, KCBC, uh, we've had many of their beers on their show. You and I have, you know, we've spent time there. Um, Sure etc um but that so they're part of the collaborative collaborative on this one but the other collaborators a beer trekker and beer trekker is a photographer who works primarily with breweries to photograph um their beers and their can is a little bit different it's got that like traditional um uh big Alice that the you know the 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 diamond shape with the thing and all the stuff around right, it right right but there's a f- a photograph that sort of is on the back side of that one, and that was a photograph that was taken by um, Beer Trekker. His name is Miguel Rivas. He is the Beer Trekker, and he is the other inspiration for this beer. Um, so it's sort of a different take on can art, which I kind of, which I kind of love because um, it. I can't quite tell where it is. It looks very like German. Um, canal feel to it which i could absolutely see this beer sitting next to a german canal on a hot day maybe having a pretzel with some beer cheese and some more bacon like i'm okay with that that feels like a great use of an afternoon um but yeah it's just a delightful really perfect german beer coming in at a whopping 5.8 so you can have a couple of them but it's classic do you remember when you had this one or
0: I did. I I, uh, I remember specifically because I'm 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 a fan of the smoky. I don't I don't see enough smoked porters around anywhere. So right. I uh, that, that's one that's one I used to always uh, enjoy a lot. And hopefully now that we're getting into uh, uh, a more of a darker season, maybe maybe some of them will turn up. But I do remember around the time uh, that Huck had the uh, Rauchbier from uh, mm. Evil Twin, um, and then shortly after I, I took a trip out there and got it, and it was uh that particular one was not quite smoky enough for me. And then I had the Kings and Queens of Bavaria. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm looking for in a smoked beer.
1: Yeah, it is a very, very intense smokiness. I mean, especially because, you know, people kind of wimp out on that one. I did bring Hawk, and he had it on the show, smoked cerveza from our friends over at Coney Island Brewing, uh, which definitely was not smoky like this one. There was no bacon in that beer. It was like a a gentle campfire.
0: Ah, delightful.
1: Delightful, but you know you're warming up with that with this oatmeal uh, stout here. How is that coming in at only six some odd percent?
0: 6.8 yeah well no I mean it's a, it's a, it's a respectable percentage for uh, oh, yeah. a, a a slightly medium plus stout yeah I would say it's uh, well below what you generally see in Imperial but uh, mm-hmm. but really just about perfect for uh, for a classic oatmeal stout. Um, the chocolate notes are, are are very rich, not too sweet. And let me see uh I got to check on that finish again.
1: Oh yeah, always sip for science, very good.
0: Yeah, it's got a nice uh, sort of a uh, little bit of a carbonated mouth feel but still a little bit creamy. It's Ooh, nice. uh it's, it's 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 really good. It's, uh mm. it's funny, I uh, I've been I've been doing some studying on uh on well, actually I was listening to the podcast that you've been uh you were co-hosting last month, the Bruce Life oh, Travel yes. podcast. Uh and I heard you t- talking about how uh generally speaking that the uh, the SRM, the standard, wait a minute, standard. Reference method. Yep. Method, standard reference mm-hmm. method, a new method. It's such yes. an easy one. It's why I always forget. It's like it makes exactly. perfect sense. Yep. Uh, it doesn't, does not sound necessarily like it would even be about beer. You could say it for anything. But you're talking about how the standard reference method, generally speaking, you can't really tell forty anything 40 up apart. Yeah. And it goes I mean, up it to has, like 80, yeah. doesn't it? I go, well, yeah, but at that point you're dealing with like a
1: spectrometer and you're shooting light through it. And 40 is like roughly the cutoff, you know. I'm sure yeah, it's fudgy it's, in
0: there. It's where I almost feel that the uh, the SRM should factor taste as well as sight into it. <laughs> because I, I definitely, I can't always tell looking at something whether something is, is is lower or higher on it. But I I definitely, if something something like a, a an Imperial Stout that's 15%, is probably physically darker even if i can't perceive it with a naked eye but it tastes darker
1: yeah Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, I was, I was honestly just chatting with a, a brewer the other day about SRMs and coloration and beer, and and they were telling me that, like, yeah, they like to get a little sneaky with it. Like, they want to mess with the way that our beers look so that our eye doesn't quite know what we're getting, and we get a nice surprise when we take that first sip. And honestly, I'm here for that. Like, give
0: me all the- I've had some great coffee blondes. Uh, exactly. Beautiful, right? And, 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 and one with that type of beer as well. No. Uh, <laughs> some, some sort of a- uh no I uh yeah the coffee blonde is a really interesting beer uh, I had a couple of those when I was in Ohio I also uh at a uh, um and I'll, I don't know they call them. they call them albino stouts but they are yes. seen some white they call them white stouts I think
1: white stouts too yeah <laughs> I've seen that too
0: and uh and yeah that's uh you're right it's it's something where uh SRM be damned it's gonna taste like this.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, also I did, uh, while we're speaking of all of the studying you've been doing about brewing uh, and beering, I would love to, I'm excited to, uh, to mention that our friend uh, Huck is going to be the current host on the Brews Less Traveled podcast. And it seems that you may be waking your way into the Unboxed Experiences universe a little bit. Yes.
0: That is absolutely true. If things all go well tomorrow. Uh, Yes. If it it doesn't, I I may have to edit this out. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yes. presumably there's a, there is a, at least a 50, 50 chance that by the time you're listening to this, I will be, uh, officially on the payroll. Well, I mean, I guess I'm already on the payroll cause I'm getting paid for training, but, uh, yep. I feel I'll stay on the payroll and, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward. It's a lot of fun. Uh, just, uh, talking to strangers about beer and cheese and getting paid for it. Uh, you know, it's like something I, I've been, I've been training for, uh, for my whole life.
1: I know well you know it's it is what we train for as beer drinkers is the ability absolutely, to nerd out yeah. with other other friends um, Well speaking of nerding out I, I, I feel like we do need to acknowledge that the last time we recorded this there was a bit of a world event happening and I mean literally happening while we were recording this. So
0: oh, yeah uh, yeah, yes. yeah that's absolutely true I'm glad I, I, mean, I almost forgot I'm glad you mentioned that yeah well, now wait, wait a minute which world event are you? I know there was a New York event. What, that, was, what was the world event you're oh, referring well, to?
1: Well, I mean, it was a New York event, but honestly, New York, you know, when, when things happen in New York, the whole world notices. Because I mean, well,
0: but it was more East Coast than anything else, right?
1: That's yes, that is correct. It was we're, primarily we're talking East about Coast. the
0: weather.
1: Yes, we're talking absolutely yeah, about the oh, weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because while we were recording with, um, you know, the Incredulous Bulk, uh, uh I I was looking out my window immediately to the left of me and noticing these flashes of lightning. And I was like, what is happening here? This is a little strange. Of course, I have double walled windows in my secret lair here in the County of Kings. So nothing was going on. And then after we finished, I went down to uh, get my mail. And as I was there, I saw people who work in my building, like taking care of it, managing it, pumping water out of the basement. And I was like, well, this is a little strange. And then I looked out the front door and there was this like the, the door outside my apartment was a river. Now, I live on a hill, so everything goes straight down towards the ocean. So there's not really like a threat of flooding when it comes down from the sky. Sure. We get issues with storm surge. So it was sort of like, oh, I guess it's really raining outside. And then I hopped on to the good old Twitter and all I saw was, oh, my goodness, the subways are shut down. Yeah,
0: and I heard that later that mind. night.
1: I know. So I, you know, I was just curious. How was your misadventure with Hurricane Ida?
0: Here was my experience with it. Uh, okay. I, uh, I mean, you may have read uh, either. I, I don't know if they officially announced it uh, until the next day, but uh, or they might have on the on the evening news that night that it was the largest uh, single amount of rainfall, or largest amount of rainfall in a single hour that had ever been recorded in New York City. Um, oh yeah, and uh, and that was the hour we were recording. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I can't see my window when I'm recording here. It's behind mm-hmm. me. Uh, okay. I, I do make sure I close that window to block out the street noise. Uh yes. But up until the time we were recording, uh, I would have had it closed anyway because the wind was blowing. Any rain there would be through that window, and oh, it's wow. all in my apartment. It's always that one or the one in my bedroom. I can never have both windows on open at the same time if there's wind and rain happening. Um, and I had several times checked the back w- window to see if there was any water, you know, it was, it was coming in that way and it wasn't. Well, apparently while we were recording, the wind shifted. Oh no. <laughs> so, uh, it's no, no great tragedy compared to especially some of, uh, what happened to some people, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, uh. I I, we we ended the podcast. I went and opened the window. Was like, "Hey, the wind isn't blowing this way anymore." Oops. Went back to my back bedroom. Yeah, and the uh, the the carpet was soaked for and did dry out for about another two days. But uh, that was pretty much all all I had to deal with. Yeah, it was. You know, some of my laundry basket took on some water, but uh, nothing. uh, Nothing that changed my life. So I'm. uh, It's 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 it was pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, that's how that's how we survived that here.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, the city is still drying out to a certain degree, I think. Uh, we're still hearing yeah. reports about things that happened, especially in parts of Queens and some of the lower lying inland parts of Brooklyn and the County of Kings and even bits of Manhattan that really took on a lot of water. Um, so certainly the Beer Avengers thoughts are with everybody who suffered damage during this one. But, um, but I'm happy to say that at least within our sphere of influence, uh, everybody seemed to come out of this one OK, which is, yes. Which is good Yes, until um, the next one happens. If, well, actually, uh, I should like, I should say I should say we did have a casualty within our sphere of influence, and that was that our friend's Strong Rope did take on a lot of water in the Gowanus area. Um, and they were closed for a few days and did have to dig themselves out a little bit. So I did want to send some some extra love to our friends over at Strong Rope. Uh, I, ser- I was there uh, a little while ago, picked up some beers from them. So if you happen to be in the Gowanus area or in Red Hook or further upstate, um, go throw some money at our friends at Strong Rope because not only do they do excellent beer, um, but uh, they could probably use a little extra love right now.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that because, uh, I almost neglected to, and I'm not, this is not just using this as another opportunity to mention our sponsor, a story, oh. uh, they, they had some pretty serious flooding in their basement as well. Oh, so. okay. Um, and when that kind of flooding happens, it's not just rainwater. So mm-hmm. pretty much anything that gets touched has to be thrown out. So They had to throw like a lot of beer they had in storage down there as well. So it was yeah, pretty, pretty costly damages both to, uh, merchandise as well as the facilities. Uh, but then, yeah. I mean, uh, they they have recovered from it. Uh, they they you know they've got it all cleaned out. But uh, but yeah, I know that must have uh, been pretty costly for them. I don't know how much of that's covered by insurance, but it's uh, pretty rough. Yeah.
1: Well, either way, it's a good idea to swing by Astoria Beer and Cheese at thirty five eleven Ditmars Avenue in Astoria Queens and uh, Ditmars Boulevard. Ditmars Boulevard. Thank you, Ditmars Boulevard.
0: Right. This is what happens when you live par- in the county of Kings. It, it is parallel with the avenues. That's it's, true. It's the thing. Is it's like if it were an avenue, it would be twenty second Avenue. But instead, right. it's Ditmars Boulevard. So it's just about right. how you know in All of New York City is. It's not just Kings, Queens. There are always some some place like oh well, here it's called something else. Right. Like we all know that Sixth Avenue is the Avenue of the Americas. But Clearly. if you're actually counting numbers, it could really throw you off. If you yeah. didn't know to look for it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, it's um. Well, I was gonna say it was lovely to see there. That said, I also just kind of only know how to get there by walking. <laughs> <laughs> whenever i True. meet you there i'm like i know exactly how to get there but i could not like tell you how many blocks to go i just know what the landmarks are there's that outdoor trolley that everyone sits in and then you get to a story of your and cheese
0: well it's very convenient that it's the ditmars stop on the well, W yeah. train it's the and last it's one on ditmars whatever you what doesn't really matter if it's an avenue a boulevard or a street you know you're at ditmars and you go to ditmars and go a certain direction so you, you get just to keep West, walking so yeah yeah exactly most definitely well, I, don't, I really but, don't know what qualifies it as a boulevard. I just know that that's its name. Uh, it's it's because it's classy, captain. It is a pretty classy place. I know. I yeah. I will grant you that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing,
1: you know, uh you and I met up there a couple of days ago and we had a lovely uh a lovely time and lovely chat. But we when we be. were sit- was sitting in the backyard, one of the things that I started to notice is that we are in that weird transition period between the like dog days of summer where it is just brutally sweaty hot all the time and all you want is a light crisp beer to cool yourself down if you're not the captain who drinks porters all year round um but but like we're getting a little bit of alternating between that like intensity of heat and the sort of cool beginnings of fall um, which means it's a transitional beer time for us. You know, the kids are back in school. The Keys to New York program is being enforced in New York City. Fall is arriving,
0: and it, I know that's is, one it
1: of is. it's one of my favorite beer drinking seasons.
0: Uh, it's crazy that you know. I guess the official official end is uh, is is uh, September twenty first, uh, but it always feels like the symbolic end of summer is mm-hmm. Labor Day weekend. Uh, Very true. New interesting beer ventures. Get-togethers over the over the Labor Day weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One that well, I was there, at, and one that you were at. Exactly, exactly. So, do you want to fill us in on what beer venging was done uh, in your part of the world?
0: Sure. Went over to uh, to uh, Huck and Cider Girls' uh, neck of the woods in their undisclosed part of the Upper West Side mm-hmm. of Manhattan Town. Yes. Uh, started out in the park. Uh, met them there along with. The Belgian babe and uh Nutpool and Wheat Lightning. Well, say what you and will about Nutpool. Say what you will about Nutpool. Uh he brought some interesting uh some very hmm. good pores and some that were interesting experiments. Um hmm. was was one from our friends at Pabst. He did not bring any Pabst this time, no. Oh, he, he, that's he, he, no, no, no that's he, fine. Was, he, was, that's fine. he was, I mean, uh, he was, he was trying, he, uh, he, I mean, okay. you remember I had a really great uh, beer from Edmund's Oast, uh, an episode. Yes. Actually, it was the last episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, And he, he got something from the Astoria Beer and Cheese Broadway. Oh, uh, That was a, a peanut butter and jelly beverage. Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure it worked. Okay. It was. Well, uh,
1: attempts yeah. are good.
0: Attempts yeah, are good. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know I wanted to like it but I just um it was uh it was it was yeah i i i i'm i don't i don't think anyone thought that was a, a an experiment that worked great uh there were some other good ones there though i uh i brought uh since uh into the spirit of the beginning of fall I brought a, yes. a, a smashed pumpkin uh, oh lovely from shipyard those are so good um also uh you know because cider girl is always there i always you have to bring an offering to the cider host and exactly. uh, she's also fond of margaritas. And I found this fantastic. I don't remember the brand. I will, I will remedy that. Uh, but it was a, uh, it was a margarita flavored cider. And that was really good. That, that, that was a much more interesting experiment as such experiments go. Um, and I also brought this uh, giant can uh, from junkyard in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, basically it's a can but it's 750 milliliters. Whoa. So it's got a huge diameter there. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one I got from Tavor. And as soon as I saw it, I'd, I've occasionally opened my beer fridge and I looked at that one. I said, this, this, I have to save this for a sharing uh, occasion. Yes, and, yes, yes. Uh, That's not to Rocky be drunk Rhodes, by yourself. Exactly. And it was, it was a Rocky Road stout and we all had a good time with that one too. And it was mm-hmm. just great seeing everyone. We hung out in the park for a while. We Went over to, uh, to their apartment and had a nice time, hung out there for a while. Played uh, an unusual uh, card game that Nutpool brought. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, this 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 lovely 6.8 percent oatmeal stout must be working because at, at the moment I'm, I'm just I'm blanking on, on what the, I'll, I'll remember it. I it believe was, there were uh, unicorns involved. Yeah, unicorns. That's it. You've played the game. I, I have indeed. He's brought it to work. OK, so yes, it was a unicorn. Something something. What? Do you remember the full name of the game? Uh, was it unicorns. unstable unicorns? Unstable unicorns. That was the game. We had a had a lot of fun with that, especially when I got to turn all of Cider Girl's unicorns into pandas.
1: Well, you know those my damn pandas. Game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, they they can be so unstable, but you know it's it's good to it's good to know what they're up to. Um, well, yes. well, I I unfortunately had to go do my Clark Kent job that evening, um, which is just how things work. But uh, I was able to meet up with Huck and Cider Girl and Nutpool and Wheat Lightning and another unnamed, hopefully soon to be beer avenger, um, the next night in the county of Kings at a little area called Industry City. Now I don't okay. know if you've ever been there, Captain.
0: I have not.
1: Okay, that well, I'm it's aware a, of. Right, so it's a development uh, in the Sunset Park part of Brooklyn. Um, they used to be old. Uh, Brooklyn army, like storage areas. They were for the federal government. And so they were uh-huh. turned into just a combination of shopping and, uh, workspaces. Uh, there's a really cool market that does all, um, like the sunrise market, which is all Japanese food there. And then they have like a little food hall that is all different kinds of Japanese food as well. Um, and then as a part of it, they have a row that includes a distillery that makes, um, a ginger infused liqueur, which is excellent. A sake place, a barbecue spot, and the Big Alice Barrel Room.
0: Oh, um, great! Yes, I've been meaning yes. to go there for the longest time. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a it's a great spot. And so we all met up there uh, on the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Uh, many of us coming from our undisclosed working location in our Clark Kent jobs. Um, and we headed there and we uh, got there pretty late. And I, we were all very surprised that for Labor Day weekend, it was not terribly hopping. Um, what's great about this space is that there's a bunch of places where you can go and there's like lots of food availability and stuff like that. But they also have these big open parks in between the individual buildings um, wow. and they consider it all one space. So if you get yourself a drink, you can go outside, walk around. You can even walk between buildings with your beverage. So it's sort of an outdoor space. Um And uh, so we enjoyed some time there, had some pizza, sat under the sky in these beautiful preserved areas, and really took care of the folks over at um, Big Alice. It had been a minute since I'd seen some of those guys, since in my other Clark Kent job, I used to get to know a lot of them. Uh, Big shout out to Eric, who is still behind the bar over there. Um, also, Also, if you go there, tip all of them really well, because they have been through they've had a rough year. Like they've really pulled through and really done a good job building community in that space. Um, but it's been hard. Uh, chatting with all our fr- my friends there, we just wanted to like say, great job on keeping community going even during the last 18 months. Because um, they were just literally serving from a window at one point because that was all they could do to try and keep the doors open. Um, so, uh, but what I love about the barrel room is they do have a lot of their barrel aged beers going. They still had a number of things that were exciting. And I got to have one of my favorite big Alice beers besides the Kings and Queens of Bavaria, of course, but it is their Sleep Now in the Fire, which is a beautiful oh, yeah. smoked oh, porter. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. And this one had come off of their bourbon barrels fairly recently. Um, so wow. it was, it was bold. It was beautiful. It made me so happy because um, it's a beer that I just love and I had kind of missed um, so it was great to go back and see those guys and to check in with them, to see uh, the, the brewery dog that sometimes hangs out there. They have a new one, which is yeah. exciting. Um, and to just like say hello to the barrels and honestly drink in a beautiful space outdoors while the summer was lovely um, with everybody. Um, so uh, big, big extra high fives to our friends over at Big Alice Barrel Room. Um, it's a it's a hardworking crew over there who've had a really rough 18 months. So uh, we should definitely go and send them more love
0: absolutely we should yeah yeah every once in a while one of their barrel aged uh uh things makes its way up to the long island city one because i know i picked up one of their uh barrel aged to sleep in the fire or sleep Uh, now in the fire sleep now in the Uh, fire yep so good so it is it is just a truly exceptional beer it's the kind of thing that
1: even as someone who doesn't fully love dark beers i could drink it every day yeah yeah it just goes yeah. down so, so nicely and easily. But, but, you know, with, with this being the sort of like, oh, I did want to call out one more thing I did during Labor Day weekend, oh, yeah, which yeah of course is separate beer venging but um it's my buddies over at Coney Island. Uh, oh, Kelly. What of my, course. Yeah. So, so I was working all of Labor Day weekend, including the day itself at my Clark Kent job. And my gift to myself was that I decided to do something nice for myself every day. Um, and so uh, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend as you know things were getting a little crazy at work. I decided that after work I was going to take myself over to Coney Island Brewing, where I have wonderful friends who work behind the bar, and they're a wonderful brewery that has done great things. And uh, I, I saw my favorite uh, bartender Kelly there, and I said to her, "You know, tell me what tell me what I should drink." And she said, "Well, the October Fest's have come out." And I said, "It's a little early. I don't know how I feel about this." Um, and so I was conflicted, and I said to her, "Okay." What should I do? And she said, well, we have two. We have the Oktoberfest, which is just a very standard sort of like Festbier Marzen type style beer. And then we have our Freaktoberfest, which has coffee in it. Ooh. And I said to her, I said to her, OK, well, what am I going to what, what should I do? And she said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what are you drinking? And she said, well, I am kind of a basic bitch. So I go for the Freaktoberfest. And I was like, all right, well, here's the thing. She has yet to steer me wrong. If you ever are at Coney Island, make sure that you tip her well and also take whatever advice she gives you because she's always excellent. And so I had the Freaktoberfest and I got to tell yeah. you, this shit is good. This shit is oh, yeah. real. It is a coffee infused sort of Oktoberfest-y Marzen. It's got that good caramelized action happening. Uh-huh. I honestly, it's one of the better like oktoberfest style beers I've had in a while. I was super impressed by it. Um, there's something else in there, and I could not get them to tell me what it was, slash I don't remember, because right. I maybe had a few of them. Um, but I truly thought it was an exceptional beer, um, and honestly, one that I hope that they make a core beer, because I was so impressed by the complexity of flavors and the interest. It is not an easy drinker. It took me a while to get through two of them, but the flavor continued to develop over time. So, high, like excellent high fives. Great job, Coney. So happy that I get to continue to drink with you guys.
0: It, it, it seems unlikely that they're going to put something with something that that is meant to be a play on October into their their regular rotation. Of but course, hopefully, of course will, they will. But... Hopefully, it will be a regular, recurring beer. At the yes, very or, least.
1: yes. Perhaps they'll bring it back next year. But you know, the thing is, with us heading into the Oktoberfest season, now is a time to start to break out all of those fall beers. So, Captain, I'm curious, what are you excited about as we head into our fall season of drinking?
0: Well, uh, you know, it's another another, another uh plug for the sponsor here because they uh they've got a big selection of pumpkin and Oktoberfest beers. Uh and uh right now they've got when we were hanging out there the other day i kept yeah. going to that schlafly uh it's one yeah. of the one of the best uh i mean i, I love the pumpkin and i really dig the warlock because that's a pumpkin mm-hmm. imperial stout uh yep. but that schlafly is just it's just it's always so reliable and so rich and so good and because it's imperial it's not a little thin like some pumpkin uh, beers can mm-hmm. be so it's really great um and i i, I was also at the grocery store a day or so ago and i saw this big uh it was a, it was a pumpkin variety pack from Elysian. Oh wow! Well. Huh? Uh, so it has like uh, there's one they have that's so great called Pumpkinino, and oh. they got a pumpkin stout, and they have got an imperial pumpkin, and they've got a regular pumpkin. I'm like, yeah, I just I didn't uh, I, I think it was getting enough things that it didn't want to carry the 12 pack, uh, the the three or four blocks home. But I definitely plan on going back and seeing if they still have that. Uh, the other thing, speaking of things with the uh, plays on Oktoberfest, the first uh-huh. weekend in October. Yes, uh, they're right around the corner from you. Yes, is indeed, Blocktoberfest
1: Oh, at the bless Brooklyn
0: it. Navy Yard. Oh, it's a beautiful space. It's right by our friends at Transmitter, who do exceptional beers. And I bought my tickets as soon as I found out about that. It's uh, I, th- I think I think now it's like fifty bucks for like uh four hours of unlimited tasting.
1: I know. And uh, everybody's going to be there
0: everywhere. Yeah. 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 Hopefully you will as well.
1: <laughs> yes. Hopefully I'm still working out some of my Clark Kent job things to make sure that that happens, but I'm very excited to get a chance to join
0: the whole beer venture crew there. Hopefully. Um, well, if you need any other... of the other beer vendors to write you a fake doctor's note, maybe we can uh, That's... oblige there.
1: Yes. That I'm sure, I'm sure we can make that happen. You know, the, the, uh, the the beer wonder has important beer venging to do
0: uh, in his life. And if your supervisor is listening, we were just joking. And if he gives a doctor's note, it's gonna be absolutely real. Correct. <laughs> absolutely And that's all real. I'm gonna say about 100% that. 100 bonafide. Yeah. Yes.
1: Cheers to that. Um, but that said, I uh, you know I I love fall beer drinking because we get you know I I I, for, I think a lot of people. You know, think about beer as being like the thing that cools you down in summer. But I love the like warming up sensation that tends to come out. And one of the beers that I'm really looking forward to, um, and I still have to sort of plan my adventures around this, is my friends at Five Boroughs Brewing do a very traditional sort of like Marson style beer. They used to do a PenFest beer, which was for the pen, uh, the uh, the Penzi, which was that food hall at Penn Station in New York City, uh, okay. which I believe is no longer. Um, but one of my favorite beers that comes out around fall uh, from Five Boroughs is called their Fest beer. And it is a very traditional, like, German-style amber lager that gives you that, like, caramelly, cinnamony, everything that you want around a traditional October Oktoberfest kind of feeling beer, which, again... There is no such thing as an Oktoberfest. That is not an
0: actual style of beer. Well, yes. It's I mean, usually- that, you say again, <laughs> have we actually discussed that on the show? I, no, I do I know, feel like I, it is I, worth I, mentioning. It is I mean, worth I going most over. Most of yes. what I've heard is in our, this is the thing, we don't know where the lines are drawn. And the reason mm-hmm. it seems like it's been overset is because it's a major talking point in in the in the job that, that you do and that I'm uh, yep. doing. But I don't think we've really talked to our listeners here about it. Uh, so, so please, uh, let qu- a quick version of that. Well,
1: yeah, so, so, uh, so, uh, what I will mention just briefly is that they make a fest beer. They do a fest beer that is a very traditional German style beer that like you would have with the flavor profile that you'd want at Oktoberfest. Um, and it is my favorite beer. One of my favorite beers that Five Burrows does across the board. I mean, I might love it even slightly more than my tiny juicy IPA, but like, we won't even get into that. Um, but It's the kind of thing where I used to go when they put it off on tap and I would see all the brewers lined up at the bar after their shift drinking the beer. So it's just an exceptional beer. But the reason it's so exceptional is that they're doing a really like traditional OG style of how this works. Um, and. And historically, the, the, the style of beer that we think of as an Oktoberfest beer is usually a Marzen beer, M-A-R-Z-E-N, which stands for March beer. The history of Oktoberfest, of course, in 1810, Prince Philip and Princess Teresa, they got married, they have a big party, uh-huh. the party extends, all that good stuff happens. But they wanted everyone drunk, and so they had the beer that everyone had at that point, which was the Martzen beer, which was a beer that was brewed starting around the sixteenth century they finished they set it up, and they brewed it in March, and then they let it sit until the harvest was done because in the summers in Germany it was too hot to um to brew beer. The yeast would not do its job. So the idea was that it would rest over that period of time. Um, That beer became very popular. It started really into Oktoberfests in like 1818 when they added food halls and beer halls to the whole environment. Um, And then Once we got around like 1927, people started running out of beer because Oktoberfest tended to be too big a deal. So more styles of beer joined our Oktoberfest feel, where things like a Fest beer and a Martzen started to kind of bring things out. But generally, the beers that are served at Oktoberfest, besides being brewed by breweries in Munich and abiding by the Reinheitsgebot, are sort of a caramelly malt forward beer with a percentage over 6%. But that doesn't get and to the fest, heart so of this whole...
0: Beer is, so Fest Beer kind of is similar, just to lower ABV, generally speaking?
1: Generally. So it seems that the transition that happened was that after we got past World War II, the, we started experimenting with more like reddish colored beers that get us into what we now consider a Marzen, but would push us more towards that Fest Beer. But okay. Captain, I know you were doing some research. It does seem that like people haven't decided if Fest Beer is a style of Marzen or Marzen is a style of Fest Beer,
0: right? Uh I I think I I think the two camps that I, as I understand it are either they're different beers they're both considered Oktoberfest beers everyone mm-hmm. can agree on that Yes uh, correct there are, I've I've not heard anyone say that marzen is a type of fest beer I think right. maybe it's because marzen came first and came fest first, beer yep. was sort of an afterthought uh and is is brewed under the same rules in the same time and some of the same ingredients that mm-hmm. fest beer uh is Perhaps to some considered a type of Marzen, right? Yes.
1: So there's there tends to be overlap, but when you get an yeah. Oktoberfest, generally you're getting something that's still going to fit in that same almost caramelly um, profile that you'd expect from a Marzen or a Fest beer. Um, right. And so, but the style Oktoberfest does not exist. So sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's great branding. It's great branding. Let's be honest. But,
0: and and the one you had at Five Burrows is is a Fest beer
1: is a fest beer and it's one of my favorites because they do it very well. It's very specific. There's a good caramel note to it. There might even be nutmeg in there. You never know. Um, But yes, but there's a little bit of something that kind of gives it that like fall feel that doesn't try too hard. It's gentle. It's delicate. It's really interesting and kind of complex. Um, Again, they could never make it all year round, but it's one of the things that I always look forward to. Um, I did. They. I don't know if they distributed it last year, and I definitely did not get down. So I am excited to go and visit them in Sunset Park at some point and pick up my fest beer for this year because I have definitely missed that one.
0: I feel like we're we're being allowed to have a more full, protracted fall season this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm I, I'm looking back on our on our year, uh, almost a year that we've been uh, doing this. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, we've been doing it for longer than a year, but our first, well, our first uh, episode was released on October 1st of 2020. But we've been recording wow. for a month or so before that. Any case, though, we're coming up on a year. And what we were talking about when we did our pumpkin show last year mm. was about how by the t- you know, we we got it in by the end of October. But all the pumpkins kind of seemed to be gone because they had come out so early. They, I think they, right. they felt like I started seeing them in early August. And, uh, and people were so ready to think, okay, we're one of I, This is just my, my own theory that people were so ready to they thought if it became a later season, then it would maybe move us beyond all everything we've been dealing with in the spring and the summer. And so by right. the time you got to mid October, you could barely find any pumpkin beers anymore. Yeah, that's uh, true. This year I definitely saw some in August, but I feel I didn't really start to see a significant rollout until the last couple of weeks. So I think, yeah. uh, I think we're going to have those fall beers uh, and be able to find them uh, and enjoy them and, uh, and all that. Um, yeah. See, here's the, I mean, I know this is a controversial
1: opinion, but when it's 83 degrees out, I can't do a pumpkin beer yet. I'm just not ready. Like, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I want those pumpkin beers because they're delightful. But like, it's still too early for me.
0: Well, you know, I, uh, I I I might feel that way. I, I I can see that, even though I've I've had a few warlocks uh, in the last week mm-hmm. or so, and I've had those Schlaflys, uh Yep. But uh, but what about what about uh, something like a a pumpkin head? A shipyard pumpkin well, head.
1: I mean, I it do has enjoy the that.
0: flavors, but it's it's a it's kind of a very light bodied beer.
1: Right. Yeah. For me, I think it is the depth of flavor, the, the intensity of the beer, oh, the yeah. mouthfeel, the, the the richness of it that that is still challenging for me. Like, again, this delightful smoked lager that I've got right now still feels appropriate, but it's giving me the like warmth of a campfire. So it's warming me up. Right. But when all of a sudden the beer makes the internal fires go and it heats me up and it's 83 degrees outside and I'm sweating profusely. This is not my ideal. But that also and again, that's a New York City problem. That's a Gotham problem because it yeah. still stays hot in September for us
0: where. Yeah. yeah I mean, can... we had a, we had a week or so where it looked like, you know, after that, uh, torrential rain, it seemed like things were starting to go down a little bit. Now we're dealing with the whole, uh, bit of an extended summer and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, yeah, I thought I was maybe getting, starting to get done with the air conditioning and now I'm sleeping in it every night, but, uh, yep. Hey, you know, there, we could have worse problems. Of course. Um, of course. It, uh, and that, that's brings me again to like what we're talking about, how, you know, we're we're looking forward to the changing of the season, and also looking forward to what is what is ahead for us. How are we? You know, because the virus is always there; it's always with us. Yeah, we're of always, course. Uh, and, uh, and 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 it's been really interesting. We started talking about this a couple of episodes ago about how in, here in Gotham uh, yep. they started requiring, and I should I, I, I'm having air quotes here. They were started requiring uh, businesses to get proof of vaccination. Yep. They deliberately, in good faith, uh, they decided we're not going to enforce this for a month so you guys can get used to this, you people, right. you you businesses, you genderless pronoun of your choice, can all yes. get used to this uh, and you can figure it out so by the time we start enforcing it, you'll know what to do. And so, of course, many businesses here decided that meant, well, I guess we can get away with not doing it until that date. Right. Uh, I'm not going to call them out here. Uh, I, I if, if they continue the bad behavior, I, I might. Uh, but it was always a little disappointing to me when I went to a place and they said, oh, no, we don't need to see your card. Yeah. And the well, places that were way ahead of it, I was always I was, it made me happy to show my card.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Well, I'd love to call out a couple who are doing it right, yes. um, because I think that's an important thing to do, to give kudos to places that we want to support who are really being proactive in this way um so first and foremost i want to have a huge shout out to our friends at evil twin who are not taking this lightly um so i went on a secret mission for the captain uh, a bit back um very important stuff um which was a secret takeaway mission meaning i was not spending time in the facility um so the current requirements in gotham are that if you are going to dine indoors or drink indoors you do need to show proof of vaccination at least one shot um in order to be allowed to do that kind of thing uh so i went up to the bar at evil twin here in dumbo and i said hey i'm gonna do a takeaway order i want to grab a couple things from the fridge i don't see them in there do you guys have any of this beer behind the bar and they said we do but before we can serve it to you we would love to see your vaccination to which i said absolutely it would be my pleasure to show you my card so i gave them the card they gave me the beers and i said thank you and they said oh you're not staying and i said nope and they said okay and I went away. So high fives to them. Of course, I have been there in person since then to have beverages. They do – one of the things that they do that's great is they open up the windows so you can kind of like sit indoor-outdoors if you want to do that, which is awesome. Um, but they're still checking cards before you can order. Um, and I think that that's great. It's kind of like you know getting your ID checked for your age or whatever. Uh, By a bartender at any other bar. So huge high fives to Evil Twin. The other place that I wanted to give major high fives to are are our friends at Randolph, um, who have signs out front that say vax check ahead. And they have a little station where the host will indeed check your vaccinations if you choose to eat indoors. Now, if you're eating outdoors, of course, not required. But they have made it a really comfortable process. Um, Today, I did go to get takeaway beers, and they asked me if I was eating indoors or outdoors. I said, I'm getting a beer to go. And they said, oh, you can just go up to the bar, but please keep your mask on. And I appreciated that reminder as well. The bartender had a mask nearby, put it up right when I went to go and uh, ask him. He grabbed the beers for me. I bought them, and I headed out the door. Um, So major kudos to Evil Twin and Randolph for really taking this seriously and allowing us to continue to you know, enjoy going out and having beers and, and uh, engaging with our favorite places here in New York City.
0: And really making that good faith effort, effort to use the grace period to figure out the best way to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, a story beer and cheese, uh, Dittmarz uh, has, has a really great thing that they, that they weren't doing from the beginning. From the beginning, yes, they were from the 16th. They were, they were requiring to see the vaccination to eat inside. But uh, Rick figured out, uh, Rick White, uh, the proprietor over there, figured out uh, an even better way to do that because there's a lot of regulars there. Most of the people yep. who go there are people who go there a lot, and he didn't want to have to bother them with checking it every time. So he created a special list. Oh, nice. It's kept behind the bar. And the first time you show it, they write down your name. So they have a record that they someone in there has seen your vaccination card. So from that point on, all you have to do is uh, is, is say, I mean is is yeah say your name and they look it up and come right on in yeah that absolutely i mean and that's great i love the fact
1: that places are willing to support their regulars in that way and that we're continuing to support our favorite locations but that said their backyard is so nice
0: it really is yeah (laughs) i mean i've 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 sat inside like what what, recently uh belgian babe and i were there and we Mm -hmm. sat inside because it was our only choice because the backyard was full and oh like, wow. okay I guess we'll have a and and, and by the end of the evening it's like, oh there's an empty table we'll go out and hang out there because yeah they've got the best it's it's it's, it's so cool um uh, especially because they still have those plastic partitions inside.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, no. I mean and again I'm glad they're staying safe. I feel like Rick of 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 a lot of I mean there're many proprietors who've done this but Rick especially has done a good job of
0: consistently being safe throughout this whole experience. Absolutely him and his uh, whole so, staff uh, they've been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so do you have any uh any uh, since we're talking about looking uh, for our fall preview as far as what's coming up for us uh do you have any any special plans going forth for your fall
1: uh, well, I do have a sort of fun thing to announce, and I'm hopefully going to be able to do some reporting from the West Coast because uh, some of you may know that my uh, roommate, Ethan, hosts a virtual game show called Who Wrote This Shit? Uh, which yes, you my roommate, see. Glenn,
0: has been on it a few times. A few he's times, indeed. Su- and, always had a good time when he's on there. He's and,
1: and been quite successful at it, I will I will add. Um, but uh, And is always enjoyed in the chat when they play along. If you want more information, go to wwtslive.com. Um, However, uh, the show has been booked for a number of shows in uh, Sacramento and Benicia, which are all sort of in the Bay Area in California. So in the latter part of October, I'll be headed out there uh, to, you know, make some people happy, do some comedy, and also probably enjoy a good beer or two. So I am very much looking forward to that as the world continues to kind of... um, open up a little bit so i'll be doing some reporting from the northern part of california uh is there anything and, that you're looking forward to captain
0: well shortly after you get back i think i'll we'll be heading to a more southern part of the state i'm uh i'm actually it's funny I, there's a, a wedding that i've i've i uh, ha- haven't bought my plane tickets but i've been procrastinating but i'm gonna do that uh well, partly because you know the way the world's always changing you don't know if like all of a sudden it's gonna be a but now we're getting close enough that i'm probably gonna commit to it uh and the wedding is right like halfway between san diego and la or but yeah between san diego and la yeah i figured there's so many great breweries there i'm just gonna fly into san diego like a week out and Mm -hmm. visit as many breweries there as i can uh and uh and i've i've uh i've I've enlisted the help of our uh friend fellow beer venger brew guy phil to give me all the best information about where to go there and he's been very helpful uh I, 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 I will not be able to go to all of the places he suggested. But no, I, I, hopefully a high enough percentage that I, uh, that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a list of places. I'll have a reason to go back again. So that'll be great. So I'm looking forward Absolutely. to my official research trip to San Diego. Um, also as far as things coming up, uh, we've got some great shows coming up. Yeah, I don't do. wanna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tease it a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think I'm, you I'm, should. I, 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 I'm not going to give you any specifics, but we promise we will have some of your favorite beer vengers who you've heard on here before. Uh, maybe Nut Pool as well. Um, Perhaps. See, but say what you will. Uh, some of your fav- some of your favorites, and Nut Pool. Um, that's uh, <laughs> and also uh, we have some really exciting guests that uh, I'm not going to tell you who they are. They're they're no. people who I have uh, great respect for, and we've talked about here and I've been hoping and I reached out to them and uh they've been very gracious and uh and uh and hopefully we'll have those on, those people on very soon um people who have been very inspirational to us uh I know is
1: well that it, is it, that
0: enough of a tease
1: I think that's enough of a tease but here's the thing this is we got a very exciting line, uh, lineup coming for uh the Beer Avengers as we move into this new season but uh-huh. I would hate for our passionate followers not to know what's going on in the Beer venger sphere. So if folks want to keep in touch with us, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Well, the most direct way is just uh, email us at thebeervengers at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that uh, you, 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 some of you younger listeners may not be into the email as much. So we've uh, been doing our very best to follow the stuff on the social media as well. Exactly. That, we the we do like
1: the, the DMs are a good time.
0: Hit the sure top. sure i would oh you know that's something i i i meant to talk about uh thank you for reminding me that yeah there was a great thing that i what well, this is i i know that we sound like we were wrapping things up but i uh i know but great, no this is important it, was. Speaking it, was, of the it socials. was a whole lot of fun uh so you know the whole week uh after our last things as you as some of you may know uh we always try and put all as many poor pics as we can on our instagram feed so mm-hmm. i put the one that uh that uh, the incredulous bulk, aka Dr. Bruce Bernard, he had a wonderful blueberry milkshake, I, blackberry uh, milkshake IPA from Listerman's, and I posted it and identified it, and and I got a, dis, a direct message from them saying, "Hey, uh, I just saw this. I don't think that's the blackberry beer." <gasps> and I said, "Oh, uh, well, I'm 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 pretty sure it is. He uh, he got it from uh, you know we got it from the 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 the, the Barrel House." Uh, they poured it, put it in that bottle and said, oh yeah, the color looks weird. And so then I texted the doctor and he said, yeah, the color does look weird on the picture. It didn't look like that in person. There must be something wrong with my camera. Uh, and then I explained it. And they were also thrown off by the fact they haven't bottled it because oh. the, the, the barrel house is bottling their draft. It's something they started oh, wow. doing in the pandemic years rather than the pandemic years, like it was a long time ago. It's still going on. Well, but in the yeah. early days of it, uh, that was one of the things because a growler or a crowler or even a howler seemed too much for a large ABV beverage. Right. So they started bottling their drafts. Um, and so, yeah, so between the color and the pour and and uh, we had a lovely conversation and they even uh, texted me a picture in their tap room of what the beer is supposed to look like. Well, so I'm was glad that they're
1: that they're they're being important. Uh, they're, they're doing important scientific research there to make sure yeah. that we are accurate in the beverage sphere.
0: But you don't you don't have to be someone as important as Listerman because you're all important because you're all beer Avengers. So if you reach out mm-hmm. to us on the direct messages there on Instagram or on Twitter, or on Facebook, we'll figure it all out. And we will reach out back to you because, uh, you know, just just enjoy the conversation. It's nice to know. It's nice to get the feedback from you out there. And and we like engaging with you. We like our fans. Yes,
1: we do want to say a huge thank you to our friend in
0: France. Oh, yes. We have someone in France. We I assume it's the same person. That about like uh, a few months ago, we got 20 downloads from diff- of different episodes from one person in France, and then last week uh, we got another 20. So, uh, presumably, if if you are out there in France, uh, you know if you want to drop us a line, uh, it would be great. We we would love to start that conversation because we want to know how you how you found us and how you're liking these massive uh binge uh, listening things you seem to be doing
1: yeah and so, also uh, the captain and i have um sort of french adjacent experience let's put it that way you, so we would be I we don't to, well we
0: d- I used to pretend to be we used to pretend to be french for a living
1: exactly so please reach out we are uh, we're fans of the french um so we uh we would love to hear from you um and, and, and what and your fall beers are
0: and, and and also I, I will say that if our French friend does to that I will I will tell you directly what that coded message just meant about what uh, pretending to be French uh, was and we did it with all all, all due respect yes uh, love and respect and it was all very specific and. Uh, But yeah, I guess we'll leave. I've actually mentioned what that is on the show before, but uh, and some people who are listening will know this. And I enjoy preserving what little air of mystery we can. Well, because the more we we drink these wonderful high ABV beers, it's harder and harder to maintain the mystery. So we'll cling to whatever whatever we can. I think so. Anything else for our fall preview? Have we pretty much covered it?
1: I mean, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. So make sure that you subscribe on whatever, you know, wherever you yeah. listen to podcasts, follow um, us on those social medias. And also let us know what you're drinking right now, because we will, I guarantee you, if you contact us, we will call you out in the most we, positive and wonderful and happy way.
0: Because we love, we love each other and we love all the beer vengers out there. Um, even nut pool um let's let's just say that we it's it's you know uh sometimes we we love him in a concerned way but uh we 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 love all our avengers thank thank you for listening thank you for uh continuing to and uh we will see you next time uh we're we're looking at uh, doing this every other week for the time being uh so hopefully you uh that that's often enough that you won't forget about us and we will uh we'll see you the next time we're here or you'll hear us or something like that (laughs) um all right. Uh, oh, look, there's Huck. Uh, Huck, would you... Would you oh, hi, Huck. Hey, uh, why don't you play us out, Huck? Uh, thanks, everyone. Good chew. We're the Beer, 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 Beer Avengers. Beer, 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 Beer Avengers. Beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're, We're the Beer, the beer Avengers. Avengers.